0: Hello and welcome. This is the Drug Podcast. It's a a series alongside the Rave Podcast that you're used to. And the idea is to give people more information about drugs and, and a lot of the drugs that they're taking. This is not promoting drugs, it's not um, necessarily demoting them, I don't know how you say that. But uh, you know, we're, we're not going our way our way to slate them we're just going out way out our way to um give adequate uh, information about them people don't research for example the drug today is ketamine and from what from my research is extremely hard to find it's not like mdma there's not very much on it there's a lot to, uh, to be, be said about it though and there's a, a lot of uh, uses that people use it for and i think it's quite interesting for sure and it's got an interesting past, and you know I'm excited to look into it. Um, I think we, this this is a bit more of a serious show um, because we need to try and you know just make sure uh, make sure everyone knows what they're talking about and what they're taking. Um, what we'll cover is uh, about you know about the drug and where it came from and what um, how it was made and and whatnot and when it was made and when it came into the uh, party scene and. the positive and negative effects, and even the the positive, um, like the mild, like the middle effects, Some people find them positive and people find them negative. And we'll also talk about dosage, um, and we'll talk about what not to mix it with, because that's very key with ketamine, because people do die, there's quite a lot of deaths from ketamine, because people don't know how to to take it properly and safely. Um, And at the end we'll have a story time about, I believe one, maybe two stories, uh, are quite interesting, people I know, and they've told me it in very extensive detail for this, for the podcast, um, and yeah, uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. So, what is ketamine? Ketamine is a substance that is well known for starting off as a, um, a uh, dis, uh, dissociative, and um, then quickly moving on to hallucinogenic, if you take enough. Um it's very similar to PCP and methen- uh, met- methamphetamine um in its kind of uh, makeup. It's uh, it's uh part of the uh give me a second here. Eighteen it's eighteen lessons long. Um it's a aerocrotic Is it one of these sciencey words, arocrotic hexa- hexamine. That's probably completely wrong, I probably slaughtered that. Who knows? But anyway, it's uh, it's yeah, it's hugely in the party scene, and it's uh, very similar to um, PCP in a lot of the effects as well. Even though PCP is totally different, the way it starts off as the um, as a dissociative and then moves on to a hallucinogenic, it kind of resembles that. Uh, of course, no one here is um, strong and leaves as much of an impact, but it can do, of course um yeah so the use of, use of it started in 1960 and as soon as it was made people recognized that it was going to be useful uh, they used it in the vietnam uh, vietnam war a lot and a lot of um a lot of soldiers were heavily on ketamine all the time um to deal with po- post traumatic uh, stress disorder and um and also to deal with uh, obviously the pain and um and a lot of the issues that come along with war, to the bad conditions and the horrific things they see, uh, a lot of these soldiers came back quietly, uh, quite unscathed, because pe- uh, people thought that they would all come back as uh, drug addicts because people heard that they were all on ketamine and opioids, but they actually came back perfectly fine. And it's an interesting fact uh, that that comes along alongside ketamine and. Um, It does question how addictive it actually is, even though it is meant to be addictive, and and you always should be aware that there's a lot of people who are addicted to it. It may not be as addictive as everyone thinks. Um, Of course, we have to take caution with every substance. Um, It entered the party scenes in the 1970s. Of course, this is when the rave scenes and, well, Acid House and whatnot were, were building, and was little things in the, you know in the cracks and clubbing started to be, clubs and stuff started to open and getting bigger and bigger um and, and of course the effects the uh, sedative effects the uh the dissociative effects kind of resemble alcohol in a lot of ways at the start and um and you can kind of uh, you can kind of see why it got taken on very quickly um Yes, yeah, so it was. Uh, it, now nowadays, it's used in medical practice for helicopters and stuff like that. Because the thing is with opioids, and the reason you can't always use opioids is because if people have, there's there's less drugs that you can mix with opioids safely. And if someone's had an accident and they've they've um, been on a certain substance, um, then it can often be safer to give them ketamine than opioids. And uh, and also people more people react better with ketamine than opioids. Again, I'm not promoting it, I'm just saying this is the reason they use them, especially in helicopters, it's instant affecting and um yeah, it seems to help people a lot. Um they also use it in veterinary, veterinary practice. It's just to sedate horses, of course, everyone knows it as the horse tranquilizer drug. Uh, and you'll often hear people talk about um it being a you know getting a rhino rhino ket or rhino or, or, or dinosaur ket or what the fuck ever it is it it's just pure, pure it, ketamine is ketamine there's two different kinds of ketamine there's r r r, r ketamine and esketamine now the way i believe it is because i've seen it two different like people describe it both ways but S ketamine is um i believe r ketamine is more psychedelic and esketamine is more sedative If I'm wrong, please leave it down in the comments. Um, It may be vice versa, but you get two different kinds, and usually it's a mix. Um, And there's not a huge amount of noticeable difference. Um, But from what I've read, um, it's a... If you're an expert at ketamine, I guess people would know then. Um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, it it, it comes from a medical uh, practice. A lot of people start to make it themselves from these laboratories in a... In Holland, and um, and then a lot of coming over from China, um, huge amounts are being made. Originally, people used to steal from uh, from veterinary practices, steal the liquid ketamine because clinically it comes in a liquid because they're going to inject it intramuscular um, via a needle. If you didn't understand what I was on about, Um, but yeah, uh, and then they would dry it out, um, but but. If you're going to buy it on the street, a lot of the time it would be crystals and that's because people often snort it or people do orally or take it in a bomb, a bomb, a bomb, a bomb, that's right, uh, with a cigarette paper around, you know, um, but there has been links to people damaging their kidneys. Of course, we're going to go into this more, but yeah, it, it has been links to, um, there's a huge problem with uh, it damaging damaging your bladder. I'll go into it a bit more in a minute. But um, I think it's it's quite interesting that that it does say that a lot online that people do take it orally. I've never known anyone to, but uh, yes. So the positive effects of ketamine. Now there's quite a few of them, and and you have to be open-minded to them all. And every drug has a good and a bad side. That's so not lie. You know, caffeine has a good side, but also has a bad side in killing people and, um, and you know and giving them irregular heartbeats much like cocaine does um anyway yeah so of course with it being anesthetic and um used in veterinary and medical practices um it's a pain relief uh it, it, it can relieve pain it's a pain relief drug um it can release uh it, you know euphoria um which is obviously a one of the main reasons a lot of people do take it to to parties and dr- uh, and raves um, it's an antidepressant, it 's antidepressant, has antidepressant effects of course i 'll go into this a bit more in a bit but um yeah, there 's a lot of studies going on about um using it for uh anti antidepressant uh, as an alternative to antidepressants as a as a treatment um in america heavily um there 's a lot of leak holes in America with uh, a lot of their systems and because they 're all private doctors they all do what they fucking like um but then you 'll find a you 'll find a doctor that wants to give you it but um Yeah, it's quite interesting that um, uh, dissociation. um, Yeah, so it gives you dissociative effects, um, making people almost like alcohol, um, making people feel like they're not quite with it and they're they're kind of a bit like, where am I kind of thing, a bit wobbly. There's closed eyes and open eyes visuals. um, This can be beneficial to a lot of people. A lot of people like this. Um, it, this is when it becomes a bit more psychedelic, and we'll discuss this in a minute. Um, but yeah, it, when it went over a certain dose, it starts becoming psychedelic, and um, people get open and close eye visuals. Um of the our body experiences, this is probably more from a K hole. But um, uh, you know, when when you take too much, and you basically become a paralytic uh, for only a, a few few minutes. But uh, people talk about it more. Um, when they're before they get to that stage on the fringe of that stage, and which is quite interesting, I think it's uh, something that um, a lot of people aren't aware of, and you probably don't realise it. Um, and also it has a spiritual uh, spiritual effects as well. Um, a lot of people use it. Uh, well, there are lots of communities out there. You look online. I mean, you have to look pretty deep, but they they're big communities on Facebook. A lot of spiritual communities where people use drugs often to connect to the, uh, their spiritual side and um, some belief that ketamine can do that for them as well. So the positive and negative effects, so you can either take this either way, um, so people have an ego death, um, or a, uh, often caused from a, a K-hole which is where people become not, not able to move but they their head and their brain is still very active, um, they're still taking a lot of information in but they're just not really able to move because they're so focused on their brain and um, and their ego, yeah, so basically if, if they have a big ego and, and they're trying to fight the, the trip, it often can rip people apart and um, make people feel awful for a while um, the next days because they, they've kind of experienced life. From a different point of view, but often people think that's a positive effect. People think people take streams to have almost an ego uh, ego death because it makes them realize about themselves and realize what they've kind of what why they are having on and why why they they're in that place that you know they're able to have them. Like it's it's almost like you're acknowledging that you've you've got too much of an ego. You're acknowledging that you've you're too big headed. You're acknowledging that you've got you know you you get the point. It, some people see it as a positive as well um, yeah so um, maybe just from taking too much or uh, maybe not not maybe not be ready maybe they didn't realise that they were going to have one often that's when people fall into the K-hole and, uh, and um, then experience the ego death because they're trying to fight out the way out of it and it just doesn't allow them so with the negative effects do excuse the paper on the floor uh, Paper, maybe that's my pad that I'm reading off negative effects increased heartbeat a lot of time a lot of time it increases a lot of anxiety with people they don't feel very happy when they're on it apparently um, confusion if people don't really know what the effects going to be like especially they feel confused or even if they do and they, they, they're they stuck in a situation they don't want to be in and they're very confused they're very lost they don't know how to deal with it I've been to plenty of festivals and, and raves where I've met people where like where's my mates where's my mates and I'm like mate you've taken too much cat um uh, impaired impaired motor um coordination again that's not being able to move uh properly so maybe they're not able to walk properly a lot of people do you see a lot on their say spotted leads when they they yeah they've got ketty legs or they've uh, they're just not able to fully function properly it, it, i guess you could almost compare it to alcohol when you're really fucked but to the point where it's less energetic um and more like spaceman type thing you see people walking around like they're on the moon or looking like t-rexes is often uh, the case um, decreased um, decreased heart rate as well here's, here's the double edged sword you can get increased heart rate from panicking like but you also get decreased heart rate and um, de- decrease, uh, decrease in um, blood pressure uh, this can often be pretty bad um, and it can not necessarily be great uh, that's why it's key if you're ever going to take any substances, especially ketamine. You're around people and around people that know what you're on and what they're taking, and there's medical people not too far. So if you're at a rave, make sure you kind of know where people are and you're with your mates, or make sure you're you're you know you have got easy access. You know what I mean. Make sure everyone knows where the sa- tents are, the safety tents are in in the festival. I know that saved a couple of my mates from uh from Leeds. And um, even though he wasn't in that, but a bad way, if they didn't know where it was, he was very fucked up, and he was very gone. They just didn't know how to deal with it because they thought it was really unwell. So it's worth it's worth having a look into and making sure because it, it another negative effect is it suppresses um, it suppresses your uh, respiratory system and um, stops you breathing as well, and stops everything, slows everything down. Your heart, everything down. Um, this is more evident um, according to. Uh, some sources, that um it's more evident sorry i'm a bit tired um uh-huh. it's more evident that um it's more evident when you go to sleep and and it's more evident when people st- you, you, you when you lie down you stop doing what you're doing because you're kind of noticing things a bit more um another one uh, another t- negative effect is nausea and vomiting i like like a lot of drugs and especially di- dissociatives if you really wind yourself up, you're going to cause an issue, and you, you may not know where you are. Often, um, being sick and vomiting and stuff is due to mixing with drug- other drugs, and we'll go into what you shouldn't be mixing it with. You may be surprised because a lot of your mates or people you know or yourself will be doing and uh, mixing it with those drugs, and you really shouldn't be because it's really dangerous. Um, paranoia um, that comes along with a lot of drugs again, and obviously anxiety, and you know, it comes along with all of that, and but it but it can almost create a, um, a kind of a weird paranoia of like, oh, someone's coming for me, huh oh, someone's coming for me, and you build it up in your head. um Fear, again, paranoia, that comes along with it. And here's the biggest one. If you're going to take ketamine regularly, you're almost definitely going to experience bladder, bladder health problems. Now, people say if you're snorting ketamine, you can spit it out, and it doesn't cause much of an issue because you're not swallowing and going through your bladder. Still, you're still going to get... Some bladder problems. What it does is it it, um, shrinks your bladder by drying it out. Um, It makes you need to go to the toilet more. It makes you need to wee more. It is an actual effect. Maybe not once in a while when you take it. But if you're taking it on a regular basis, that's going to happen to you. And after a bit, you're going to fuck up your bladder big time. And it's not worth it. Not worth taking all the time at all. And it really does damage your bladder health. So be aware of that. Uh, there will be issues if you you keep constantly taking it that's a genuine issue and that's the one the biggest issues and more pronounced because of course you can say you know you, oh you could die but how many people actually die and that uh, um as far as i can tell you, know, you probably can die from it i just didn't find out on many of the uh many of the uh, i didn't think i didn't find it on any of the uh the sources i was looking at online um However, please be cautious. Every drug's different, and also it could be cut with something you don't know. You never know, and a lot of drugs are. Um, so, so yeah, so ketamine can take can be taken in three different ways, realistically, and unless you you're going to you got other holes. Um, so yeah, it can be taken orally, uh, intra, uh, intranasally, which is obviously the most popular. Uh, in the intramuscular, um, which is the medical way, or yeah, it is the medical way to do it, unless you're a complete junkie. Um, orally, it uh the, the high lasts for ninety to two hours, ninety minutes to two hours. The onset is ten minutes to thirty minutes, and the after effects can last from um, forty hours to uh, to eighty hours, which is quite a long time but people still feel the after-effects from it, which is, of course, to be aware of. Aware of. Intranas- uh, intranasial, that, that's that's all obviously because it's still in the system. Intranasial, um, the, the uh, time of the trip is uh, 45 minutes to 60 minutes. Um, the onset is 5 to 15 minutes. And the after-effects um, can last from 1 hour to 3 hours the intramuscular um the high can last from 30, 30 minutes to 60 minutes obviously because it's broken down more and there's less uh resin to be it's not it's not for your nose you may have um, particles in your nose and and orally it may still be in your system and some weird capacity away or not broken down properly but yeah so it can last from uh, intramuscular can last from 30 to 60 minutes Onset can be from one to five minutes, um, and uh, after effects can be from two to four hours. Um, so the dosage orally for a light dose, and of course you have to remember some some ketamine is purer than others, um, and it's best to always take less because you may not be able to handle as much or your body. Everyone's body is different. Everyone's body is a chem- chemistry set, a set and Fiddling with it in any way is always dangerous, and no matter if it's alcohol or whatever, you have to be aware of what you're doing and aware of how you feel. Be really connected with yourself and make sure you're as healthy as possible if you're ever going to take it. So a light dose orally is um, 50 to 100 milligrams. A medium dose is um, 70 to 300 milligrams. Um, a strong dose is um two hundred to four hundred and fifty milligrams and a heavy dose is five hundred milligrams more that's for orally not for for sniffing it intranasally or uh, intramuscular um for orally again like I say there's lots of links with that with a uh, bladder, and I really don't recommend that if you're going to take it <clears throat> um so intranasally which is obviously the most common way of doing it a light dose is 15 to 30 milligrams a common dose is 30 to 75 milligrams a strong dose is 60 to 125 milligrams and a heavy jo- a heavy dose is 100 to 250 milligrams now of course Everyone builds up tolerances, especially with ketamine. It's well known for building up tolerances, so you have to be aware of this. So intra, intramuscular, the um, the light dose is 15 to 30 milligrams. Medium dose is 25 to 50 milligrams. Um, strong dose is 50. No, sorry, 40 to 100 milligrams. And a heavy dose is 60 to 100 and um, 25. Of course, this always depends on your size and your building the way your body's built. Again, you can't stress it enough. Always take less and then build your way up and see how you feel. Give it time between each time you do it. It's not worth dying because of a drug. So, ketamine often costs from 25 to Thirty-five, potentially £40 uh, pounds per gramme. Um, of course, this is all subjective to the area you live in and the people you know and, and the dealers you know and how good the ketamine is. You can't always tell. It's just the common prices online and the common prices from the dark web. You, it's it's on the government website, sort of, uh, the cost of drugs. It's an interesting. So it's all, all over a survey... And um, I can imagine festivals obviously manipulate that a lot because it's cheaper to buy drugs than festivals because there's more people that uh, like that take them there. So how does ketamine work? Ketamine works recreationally mainly in for the effects that, the effects that people want recreationally work on the NMDA receptor. Um, it works as an antagonist. Um which I believe as 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 far as I can tell. Of course I'm not a scientist, and please correct me if you are and I don't understand it all. Um but I believe it just releases more chemicals into the brain that um, that are stored there. Um much like alcohol does, almost triggering other um other nerves and uh other neural neuropaths neuropaths. Um it works on the D two um opioid receptor and that's where you get the relaxing kind of uh, sedative effects from ketamine and where why a lot of hospitals tend to use it and a lot it and and why they use it in veterinary practice um yeah and and uh, it moderates uh, serotonin do, uh, dopamine and neuro, perphetamine. Pf, um please correct me if i'm wrong i'm sorry <laughs> i try my best with these words i'm no scientist but yeah um it works on the brain yeah it works them on the brain it moderates them it keeps them a uh, um a a steady level and that may be where uh the antidepressive effects can come into and i'll go into it again in a second and uh i think i think you'll find it quite interesting so how can ketamine help depression of course there's a big a big question that a lot of people always ask and people always wonder and um and people have found relief for ketamine for years and now the doctors in the US are starting to use it from several loopholes in the law because they're allowed to use ketamine for other things and they go, Well, we believe it can work for this and you'll find a certain practice um that will do it for you. Of course in the UK we're still doing studies on it, we don't I don't believe I don't believe we actually are I don't know, we may be doing some studies on it, I can't remember now. I haven't really looked into that. But um as it stands and, of course, don't self-medicate. You Well, you can, but be really cautious if you do. I'm not encouraging it. Of course, this is only educational, and only from what I can find, it's just it's trying to benefit people because they're not going to look a themselves all the time, and hopefully they'll just listen to the podcast and they'll get a little bit of knowledge from it. It's just hope, you know, making people hopefully take it safer. Um. So, yeah, the this is what they know about ketamine this is why they kind of, well, this is not 100% but this is what they, they kind of believe and the reason they believe it helps with depression they believe it changes the brain structure uh, and creating new neural pathways which were originally broken down through depression or through whatever it may be um, they believe ketamine is strengthening and, and creating new neural pathways that can kind of help people see stuff from different angles and, and develop as people um, and potentially produce more serotonin or whatever reason it may be that they're not producing the the serotonin system that they've they've got uh, that they've got a uh deficient a deficiency of um the uh the, the out of body of experience is a lot of the time because they put people in k-holes um or ket holes or ketamine holes or you know you know what I mean that they, they make them paralytic by injecting them with enough stuff um a lot of people find a lot of um, use from the uh, the actual experience itself, which a lot of doctors all often mix, miss out. And um, I find it quite interesting watching a few few things about it and how a lot of doctors seem to miss out about the experience. Of course, you can look on Vices for that; they explain it more and they do a whole thing on it. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, the experience is a big part of uh, the trip, and uh, and a big part of people with depression. I know plenty of people that have been uh, helped with stuff like cannabis and the experiences and also um psychedelics and i think um uh, it's something to be said that there is an experience behind a lot of things um and it, you can't miss that part out um i think it, what it does it gives people the op- opportunity from what i can tell uh to look at themselves from a different point of view and a different angle, um and I know I I can well I can imagine that is so powerful. And I know that is it is with cannabis and you get the same kind of thing with cannabis and as everyone knows, you know, you, you everyone's smoked a bit of cannabis or well, majority of people have. And you you know how it feels from looking looking at stuff from different angles and I think it's quite interesting that. Um of course, um there's huge concern in america of like well how long is this ketamine treatment going to last because realistically it could last as long as as long as possible um because people don't ever seem to stop being on the treatment they go for a few months uh, or a few weeks uh, they go for a week and then well they they, they have one and then they have a few weeks off and they, then they come back to the surgery and they have another injection and so when when's the point where it stops and also what makes it worse is it's quite expensive and a lot of these people who are depressed don 't have much motivation, of course, to make money or well maybe they do, but it it's it kind of like excluding a lot of the population if it 's quite expensive um as you need to have a nurse or doctor there to uh, supervise you because it's obviously it 's well known for suppressing your your a, uh your rep- respiratory system and um of course that that wouldn't be beneficial so if you just left someone there to to die so you have to have a doctor there, which obviously makes it more expensive and also it 's a a drug that needs to be controlled so there needs to be someone now watching it as well at the same time so it it is something interesting in a place to watch but i don't know at the moment we, we, we have to see now of course ketamine can be mixed with a lot of drugs um but this is all uh, according to the uh guide to drug um combinations it's an interesting table that's definitely worth looking into. You can find it on wiki trips uh, tripsit dot uh, me um that's wiki dot me. They're a brilliant website. This is all over the online, the the same same chart. It was made in two thousand sixteen I believe. Um and definitely worth having a look. Um it's got all the latest information for, from that point, of course it's two thousand eighteen now but um of of what drugs not to mix and and what's safe to and what's not safe to and what will benefit what will be a good mix as well a lot of the times it is what will, what will be a good mix as well um and what will benefit each other anyway so um mixing ket with um other drugs and what drugs should you not mix it with because ketamine is fairly safe fairly safe with a lot of drugs, and this is not you know not me encouraging taking it it's not me promoting it it's fairly safe it's a fairly safe drug if you get it pure and you've tested your subst- sub- substance which of course you should do every time it's technically fairly safe this is why hosp- hospitals use it in medicine it's 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 not it's not um anywhere near as dangerous as say opioids are and the fact that you can't mix a lot of things with opioids um but here are the things that you should be careful of and really recommend not mixing with because it can put stress in your body, your heart, um, God knows what, but it can cause you to be making you really ill and not very well. Um, amphetamines, which of course you can find in uh, ecstasy pills. Um, amphetamine is speed um, or base or whatever you want to call it. Um, but amphetamine, yeah, like I say, it's a lot of time in ecstasy pills, and a lot of time people take ecstasy with ketamine and they think, oh, well, MDMA can be mixed with uh, ketamine, but it's not just MDMA in these pills a lot of the time. You have to be rem- remember that, and a lot of the time it has amphetamines to keep you going. Um, uh, you can't mix it with cocaine either. Uh, well, you ca- you have to be careful with mixing it with cocaine. And I know a lot of people that do this, um, and really, uh, you've, just, you've got to be really careful. And I can imagine what it is. It's putting a lot of pressure on your heart. Um, benzo- uh, benzo- uh, zapatamines. Ben yeah, well, try again. I know this one. Benzodip Zapamines. Patamines. Ah oh, fuck me, you know what I'm on about. Benzodipatamines. I can't fucking speak. Anyway. Don't mix it with them. They're, I think they believe they're truck killers. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um and um the the big one is um N M N A sorry M A O inhibitors, which is um a old school antidepressant. They're quite strong antidepressants. So if you're on strong anti- antidepressants and they're not SSRIs, um, then just check, just check it out. Um just check that they're not them because you really shouldn't be mixing uh, we you know, it's really not that safe to mix them uh, and can cause you some harm. But the the biggie big no no's and these are gonna surprise you probably um maybe, maybe not. Um So of course um opioids you shouldn't mix with opioids um tramadol you should be mixing with tramadol um so opioids of course there's heroin is any like codeine or anything like that um lean or whatever you're mixing with no opioids um uh, also uh, any performance enhancing drugs um such as gbl or ghb um, they help with your sleep and uh, whatnot. I'll, I'll probably go into them another time. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. May not be that relevant, but it uh, can help a lot of people uh, with their athletic abilities. Um, it helps them in all areas. But the big one, this is the biggie, 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 and people do die all the time from it around the world. But no one ever listens, and no one ever knows. Is alcohol. If if they can if 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 you if you combine Ketamine and alcohol together, people die. People just die. It's not a, oh, I've got a tolerance to it, I'll be alright, or I've done it for years, I'll be alright. Mate, you can try and run across a busy road and maybe you're alright the first five times you've done it, but one day a fucking truck's gonna hit you and you're gonna die. And I'm not saying this is exaggerating, I'm not trying to put you off taking drugs or whatever. But seriously, ketamine is well known for killing people. There was a girl. There was a girl at Boomtown, um, I believe, two three years ago now, who uh, had one cider. This is what I, what I, what their parents said on the uh, on the talk. She had one cider and she had some pure ketamine. Which of course you don't really know if you are not testing your substances. Substances you don't know how pure it is. Um, but mate, it doesn't even matter if it's pure that pure. Um, she had some pure ketamine, she had one slider, and she died. She just died. She stopped breathing and she died. Now, that's the, the reality of it. You can't mix ketamine and alcohol together. It's not safe. It really isn't safe, and it's not worth it. That's the biggie. From that, that was one of the main driving forces from seeing a lot of mates do it and stuff like that it was main, main, one of the main driving forces behind doing this podcast, the, the drug podcast, alongside the Rave podcast. Of course, the Rave podcast is a bit more fun, a bit more open and chilled. I'm trying to be a bit more chilled on it, of course. I'm not the best at this, and um, it's only me doing it. I'm trying to get all the information together, and I'm, I'm not a natural speaker on for a phone in in a room uh, talking to myself. I don't know, sometimes I talk to myself, but I have weirder conversations than this. Um, and I'm not the best reader off paper, uh, but you know I, I just want to get the message out there and I want to help people out and I think it's key that you you know you take some of this information in or at least take it and research more if you don't believe me research more I can send the links um It's just worth having a look into I, I'm sure i'll leave a link to the uh the wiki trip uh trips at me um the guide to drug drug combinations because I think that's one of the most important things um and hopefully I'll follow this layout normally. Sorry, I'm a bit like stoppy starty, um you know I, I need to get more used to it. But at the end of the day, I'm just trying to get this out there, trying to help people out. um Of course, I've got better since the first first of podcast I've done. um Just have to relax a bit more to it, and it's yeah, it's it's going all right. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. Of this is it's quite an informative, less chat bullshit type thing. um That's not less chat bullshit. That's less chat bullshit you know so the way my brain works can't help it uh just chatting bullshit now you know what i'm saying um but anyway anyway um check check this space out anyway definitely worth having a look if you want to see a certain drug just message me dm me leave a comment whatever um I I'll have to work out what drug I'm doing next week. Uh or not next week, the week after. Next week's gonna be the Rave podcast. Anyway, um have a good week everyone. I hope you will enjoy yourself. Um the Instagram and everything's gonna start kicking up again, really start picking up with the posts again. Um and I'll see you then. Bye. Just before I forget this is probably what you've all been waiting for. You didn't want any of the garbage of how to take it. Oh, I've taken it many a time, so I, I know how to take it. Cool. I'm not mocking you, really. You know, I know, get you. Whatever. But, you know, I'm just doing it for safety reasons or whatever. But, of course, it's story time. It's story time. Now, this is a lad. I'm going to call Ken. I think I called him Ken. Yeah, we're going to call them Ken. Ketty Ken. Now, Ken was at Leeds, Le- Leeds Festival. He's a, a friend of mine. Um, he told me after Leeds about what happened. And uh, <coughs> Ken, I have to keep myself from saying his real name. But Ken, uh, he said that he left Relentless. And if you've been to Leeds, you know that Relentless is in between the, the trees and and as a oh, It's the trippiest place you'll ever be. Uh probably not, but it is pretty trippy. It's in the trees and you've got some mad lighting all around you and everyone's fucked and it's amazing. Um But he left relentless, he said he felt a bit uh, he felt a bit fucked. And he um and he said he, he realised when he was walking in what direction he thought was his tent anyway. Uh he said that um he felt like he'd he'd taken one too many bumps of cat and he he started to notice some visuals he said he was noticing uh almost like digital cracks in the uh in his vision and every time he saw a light he would see like digital cracks in it um he described it as if you smashed the tv screen and you got a digital crack through it you know uh the I, i'm guessing the uh the the lines that go through it anyway he said that um it started to get really psychedelic and uh he saw he saw a group of people that were on the like around the campsite and he said that he went to the campsite and he saw he saw them all sitting around and uh, and um he started playing with their fire he didn't really speak to them he started playing with their fire and picking up their logs that were lit on fire because he could see the digital cl- cracks and they were like what the fuck are you doing and they started to call him um ketty uh, ketty ken um <laughs> Uh, yeah so anyway um he said that he found his way to the uh the dj uh, dj tent sorry that was my paper again um he found his way to the uh the the camp dj and there he met all his uh all his dealers that were like got themselves got themselves stuff in and um he was chilling with them for a bit and then he they, they went back to the uh to the the tents, their tents, and he followed, He went along with them and followed them, because uh, he's quite you know he just gets on with them quite well. Um, and um, yeah, and then that's when it all started going weird. He said, he said that uh, he said that he found that he could walk better with his uh, his psychedelic glasses on. I had a pair of those, and they were they're in, they're interesting. They are, but he yeah, glasses, had uh, glasses versions of them, and he said he could walk better with those on than without. Uh, because he was, he was that fucked um and he was struggling to walk that much. Um he said that when he got to he got to the uh, their camp um he said that they 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 offered uh they offered him some more cat and um because uh, they take it quite regularly, instead of just little bumps that he was doing on a spoon, um like the the thing or the keys or whatever he did it on, um he said that um they racked several they racked two lines up and he took them um and uh he said that uh now I think he's a bit of an idiot for doing this anyway, but uh, he just took took way too much you know he's not got any tolerance to it or anything. I mean he could die, but whatever anyway he uh he he took those two lines and he said that that's when it all got weird. I' kind of lost on the notes where I've written it down, but um he said that's when it's all got weird and uh and he started he started realising that there was three different realities that he was looking at he said that, I think he said that there was one that looked normal but felt like it was almost like a bit stoned, like it was like you're on a bit of a weird angle he said that and there was a another one which was because of the green tent that they were sitting in um, the, the everything was really green and like murky green and he said that there was a board game behind all that and he was lucky everywhere he looked he could see all this, especially when he zoned in and he said that there was... There was a dark board game. And he drew it out for me. It, it was a... He said it was, like, it was like a line thing. It was like... Doot, do do do, And it was, he wasn't controlling it, he said. that was just watching it go up. And it was he fell down into this little hole, this K.O.L. And it was freezing cold, he said. He said that it was freezing cold and he couldn't move. Um, or very much. Uh, and he said that it like, must have been several hours that went by. And he realised that everyone had gone. And he walked back to the camp... Uh, said it was the longest walk ever but i know for certain because i met him there and i knew where his dealers were but it was only like a 100 meter walk maybe 50 maybe 30 like you know what i'm saying it wasn't very far it was a huge huge difference whatever it wasn't very far and he got that to his tent and he fell to sleep eventually and um in the morning he said that he felt he felt like he was so empty and i saw him in the morning and he said that he felt so empty and cold and he just looked like the most palest guy ever he said that everything had been leaked out and obviously he must have had a care he must have had an ego death or something but he looked so cold and empty um from and then there were people just i was walking with him, and people would just walk up to him oh you're kitty kitty ken and um and uh and yeah and uh they they it just that was one of the story that was a story it it, it, one of the many stories i've heard from Leeds and of course if you want more than just one like there's one that i know a girl who uh we'll call her eleanor and um i know she she was sitting there at a rave and she was seeing people walk towards each other um the same people like copies of each other and then they would sink into the ground and she said she would find it quite fun but really couldn't move and then she started sinking more and more and she realized she had to like go the trip but she just saw people like just disappearing into the ground all the time like shadows of people but they were there and they disappeared which is just fucked (laughs) just fucked but anyway hope you all have a have a good uh evening whatever I've got a thing after this. Sorry, I made this after I've made the podcast. I totally forgot about all this um about the story time. But um yeah, I've got a thing about my business. Now. Just a quick mention before you all go, hate to interrupt you all. Um of course this podcast and uh the Instagram Instagram page is all sponsored by Butterflies and Sweat. That is my company, I'm the CEO of it please check us out have a look um see what we're about we're just you know trying to give good information out to people and give them a space that all the ravers and all the midlands and the east midlands and even the west midlands yeah, you can come in as well the west midlands um you can get some useful information from here and maybe find out where the raves are you know your local raves are with the rave podcasts and stuff like that and the rave forecast um hopefully it gives you a bit of air it benefits you and uh, uh yeah so anyway check us out um we're basically if you want to me to explain it if you're interested if not just turn off now we're basically a uh, a service that provide a year-long scheme that each month you pay into and on a day of your choice you get a random extreme activity we're talking skydiving we're talking bungee jumping we're talking uh whitewater rafting we're talking plane walk- wing walking it- there's no messing around here. We just—I understand the fact that a lot of people take drugs for it for a thrill, and a lot of people take take them to get a buzz. And I want to give people the option of doing it, maybe in a bit more of a natural way. I'm not trying to stop partying, not trying to stop raving. What I'm trying to do is give give you another kind of uh outlook and out, you know, another place to spend that sixty quid instead you know, said on a you know, instead of a on a bag of coke or whatever. And I'm just trying to give you a, another op- option. Um, because I reckon the rave community and the drug community are actually quite ambitious people, um which a lot of people don't agree with, but I do. Uh, I think they're quite ambitious and they're quite. uh I'd say I, I would say that they're definitely you know thrill seekers. I think mean, that's what they are, the thrill seekers, and I want to give them the thrills of, of life, and and I want to give the be that person who can provide that. And if you're interested, you know, just hit us up. Um, and we can talk on Instagram. Just message me on the Instagram page, Butterflies and Sweat. Um or or just message us through the through email, through the website. It's up to you. Anyway, have a good week. Um I'll see you on the Instagram page and the Facebook page. The Facebook page has got lots of blogs on as well. Definitely worth looking at all the our websites got blogs on. Awesome. Thanks. See you. Bye.